Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Welcome, welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Right away, I'm getting, hey, we better be seeing some puppies. We better see that puppy, Darla. Kenny's really got a thing for a sweet little Darla there. And I don't blame him. I mean, look at her. I've been away from her for like three or four days. Here she is biting Bruce's ear. She's actually biting the ear, and he's just like kind of getting. Look at, he's like, I had it. Ah, uh, Darla, come on, take it easy on the guy. She is uh, turning into a menace, from what I'm told. Uh, I I don't see it that way. <laughs> Poor Bruce. See, Bruce is known for being the menace, and all of a sudden. He's not. That, that little bugger is. Which, by the way, we're on the clock. 25 minutes till uh, uh, she has to go to the bathroom. You know, you got limited time as we start the show. 
So welcome. I'm uh, so glad that y'all are here. Uh, it was it was quite an adventure getting back from Fear Bunker North, but I made it. Uh, not without incident, though. Uh, I gotta say that looking back on that whole process of you know I gotta get some work done up there. Uh, I gotta prepare for because we're gonna have a lot of people there at the end of the month for Memorial Day. I want to get the place ready, especially for my dad. And oh, by the way, I ended up getting an, uh, another mattress. So my dad's uh, uh, a room is all set. He's got his TV there, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all great. I, um, it was a story that I told on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, how I think I've located the entry point for the critters. Not a hundred percent uh, positive. We'll have to wait and see, you know, as it looks like, uh, Darla is now calming down, resting her little puppy head onto Bruce. That's a fantastic, uh, image there is she just now okay so um i gotta say doing the show up there yeah it uh it, it went off pretty well i didn't really have any complaints about the quality of what they saw or heard which is a win i mean to be in the middle of nowhere uh, of course it was a complete fail with these uh trackers on that i have on the dog i i might as well just throw those things in the garbage um so i uh, 50%, I guess. I didn't, I, I thought that those were going to work. Um, But I, I'm guessing that I'll have, have to invest in those uh, ones that um, Arena Nick suggested I get uh, GPS collar or some shit like that. They're probably very expensive, but what the hell. Uh, all right. But the way back was not without incident. And I talked about this on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, so they already know. Um, but it, it's worth telling again. So on this RV, if you were to uh, go and use the restroom, uh, across from the bathroom on the thing are uh, a couple of bunks where people can sleep. But um, Rarely does any, do we have, are we packed with people where people even use those things? So they're more like just places to store stuff. Now, my entire life is uh, in this RV, the computer, everything, everything that I do to make money is in this RV. Why I would put it on the top shelf, I don't know. When I say top shelf, top bunk. If I would have put it all on the bottom bunk, it would have been fine. Uh, slowly, I noticed that I, as I was driving that um, things were shifting around back there. And uh, I, I had a bag of clothes that, that came tumbling off. Now, I, I'd forgotten the way I packed it, but that that uh, bag of clothes was serving as something to, like, squeeze it all in, you know? Then uh, things I, I could hear things moving. Now, I, I'm traveling at, like, 60 miles an hour tops. We hit a traffic jam just as I'm approaching my exit to get off and come home. A little stop and go. More shifting. I made it to one half mile from the house 
one half less than one half mile. And then, oh my God, everything just fell off. Computer, monitor, uh, a big, big ass tote full of equipment, microphones, everything, all, all the hardware scattered about crash. Holy shit. And I'm like, well, I'm out of business. I, I am out of it. No show. Uh, and, and the thing is the idea was, uh, get home, reset up all the equipment here and do the show. And I can have nothing delaying me. And now I'm like, oh, fuck. So uh, I, I came in here. I brought up all the stuff. I was very, very anxious. I set it all up, plugged it all in, turned it all on, and it works. Not a damn thing wrong. Nothing noticeable in any way, shape, or form. Oh, my God. It, it was, that was uh, also, um, we had a, um, a bit of an issue, though, uh, unrelated to that, because um, I've given the anxious gene to my uh, youngest. And uh, she has to move from here to mo- today to, I guess, where she's living for the summer. All right. And, uh, she says, uh, how am I going to get this bed into the bed of your truck? And I go, well, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure we can angle it in there. Be no problem. Cause yeah, but there's something in there right now. I go, yeah. Um, we'll have to make two trips. I can't, I cannot do that. I have to be somewhere at this time. And I'm like, and Diana's standing right there. And I go, look, uh, I got to go set up this stuff. I'm going to just, because whenever I'm, and she's getting, I can tell she's getting agitated. No matter what I say, even if I said at this point, well, guess what? I uh, went into the world of Harry Potter and I hijacked Hermione's time turner. So, um, Right about the time that you have to leave, I'll just flip it over and we'll go back in time, make another trip. It's all good. And uh, even if I said that, I'm gonna. It's gonna be met with nothing but uh, anguish, pain, and consternation. And I'm like, so I just said, "Hey, uh, honey, I gotta go um, set this stuff up. Can you maybe?" Do it for me. Uh, take care of this. So then uh, a conversation is going on and I'm in here. And then uh, I, I peek my head out into the hallway and I still hear raised voices and uh, uh, upset attitudes. So i like, okay, I'm out. And then I wander over back into here. And then a little bit of time passes and I peek my head out and I hear nothing. Okay. And then Diana comes in and uh, she's getting ready to go to do something with, uh, with her lady friends. And I go, uh, is, is this, is this a uh, storm over? Is this, is this done? She goes, yes. I go, do I need to know, know anything? She goes, no. I go out and she's got it down. You know, the whole need to know basis. I, I don't need to know shit. I said, okay, if, uh, 
if there's anything important, just let me know. I'll fill in the blanks. I don't, I don't, uh, fuck this shit. Off she goes. Uh, Madison comes in and she's like, uh, she's just, it's normal. There, there's no more anguish. She's just having a normal conversation about the rest of her day last night. Okay. I got to do this. And then I go, oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm just waiting, you know, for the hand to come out from behind her back with a butcher knife and put it right between my eyes. Oh, but, uh, all good. Yesterday on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, one of the audience members revealed how this person, how, um, who I'm talking about, used to have sex with a pretty big star in country music. We were blown away. You must check out the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast to hear that story. Like, for a long time, this member who was with us on the show, this person was involved in sexual adventures, uh, actually saw this country star's private parts. I'm being very clear, uh, uh, careful not to be gender specific on this deal so that some of you may have an idea. No guessing, nothing. Just know that you got to hear this shit. I'm like, I would have led with that years ago. All right, it appears that um, our beloved little Darla is already waking. That would be early. Hold on. She may have a rumbly in her tumbly, which is what Pooh Bear used to say. Um, I know you guys have missed her, so here you go. Uh, I think she's ready to go potty right now, so I know this is early than what you're used to, but I got to do it. I don't want to have an accident.
LJ Guy 2004 says, just let her go on newspaper and keep the show going. Hmm. I don't know about that one. Uh, Stevie says, I missed the Ben and Eric last night because I was hanging a curtain rod and drapes. Speaking of which, I was um up at Fear Bunker North. I've got this old set of curtains in the old trailer that I'm replacing. So I got I take the old curtains off, and they're they're they've they've been in like actually folded up in a uh, uh, cabinet, the one where the uh, critter got in to make that giant nest. So smell like rodent piss. It's bad. So I go, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn these. So I got the fire going, uh, big and hot, and I uh, I throw those curtains on there, and I come back. And, uh, like half an hour later and they haven't burned the old school trailer has, uh, burn resistant curtains. Well, burn proof curtains. I did a little research. Those curtains are made out of glass. I'm not even kidding you. That seemed uh, impossible to me when I read it. They actually, um, would do that to keep them from going up in flames, somehow do it where, uh, and this is, you know, this is, uh, like I said, this is a 70 year old. Those are original. The only way those things can be destroyed is if the fire is hot enough to melt glass. And one particular, uh, portion of the fire was, and the curtains then uh, melted into a ball. And so then it cooled and it's a big fucking glass ball. And it's heavy. And then you drop it and it goes, and it breaks in a million pieces. <laughs> Holy shit. I still have them. They're, they're all charred and shit. I, I couldn't do anything with them. I, I couldn't burn them, and I, I've got no dumpster, so I had to put them in a bag, bring them home, and now I got to throw them in the dumpster here. The place up there, up north, um, part of the you know plan is is get this ready, but there's there's a lot more work that needs to be done, and the reason why is because everybody, okay, in the past, by the way, I have poison ivy on several spots in my body, uh, from running through the woods to get O'Neill. Um, it's all, I have all these little spots. So I keep having to put like cortisone and steroid medicine on it. Jesus. Luckily when you're, uh, you know, I, I know what the, uh, what the outdoors can give you out there. So I have the stuff ready. Uh, yeah, sure as shit. I got poison Ivy all over myself. Fuck. Um, so we've got in the old days, Charity Scam Mike had his own place. It was his dad's. Like I said, it's like, uh, I've told you this before. It's like a mile and a half away. Um, and he would stay there with his family, wife, him, two kids, one of which is um, autistic. And so it was great. And uh, his dad, but then out of the blue, the dad said, I think I want to sell it. And so Mike's like crushed by that. Oh my God. So, um, that ended up happening now in order 
he has to get to my place. So now, um, in the in during this time, he's procured a uh, an RV, and uh, now we will have one, two, three, four additional. Wait a minute, Jim and Sue, Eric and Diana, Sam. Total of five RVs on the property. Hang on a second. What? So, all right. Now, I've got power to the place, but you got to, like, run the electricity from the pole to other spots where everybody can plug their little pop-up campers and fifth wheels and travel trailers into it, you know? Um, Sorry, I got one eye on her while I'm doing this show. So what do we do? Well, Sue, my stepsister's husband, Jim, is a electrician. He wants to run lines from that fucking pole to uh, in the ground and then like travel the ground and then pop up on a, with a big thing called a monument and people plug right into there. So we're doing that this coming weekend. Not this, well, not this weekend, but the weekend after. So I had to go and rent a uh, some fucking device that uh, it's called a trencher. Now, I don't know shit about anything, but uh, I'm the point man, and, and I'm in charge of logistics. I got to take pictures of the electrical box, take pictures of the property so that Jim can have an idea what he's doing. And I had to rent the this thing called the trencher, which I didn't even know existed. And uh, so for like 200 bucks, you get this thing and you you turn it on and it digs a fucking trench. You don't have to dig, you know, and that's the key. Nobody want, wants to do that type of work. So then you just uh, uh, dig the trench. And then uh, I guess I'm simplifying this. So you throw the wires in the ground. You attach them here. You attach them there. And then the, voila, next thing you go, uh, next thing you know, you got a fucking RV park. So that's what we have to do. So next week, Friday, I will be back up there. I think I'm going to actually get up there on Thursday. And then uh, I'm going to have to send you a uh, best of show on Friday, along with something to listen to on Patreon while I'm away. That will be about three hours in length. I got to, uh, a, a lot of people that were pleased with the uh, while I'm away show that I posted on Patreon. Uh, so that's, that's what will be happening then. But, um, it's coming together because, you know, uh, before the families were separated, but now everybody is going to be together. And uh, w- one of the other family members, uh, it is uh, Sue, her daughter, and her husband, who just became a physician, a dermatology physician. Um, they are now with the group. So we have more than 20 people that will be there on the property at once when we go up there for Memorial Day. Uh, Charity scam Mike's job at this point is catch walleye, catch perch. Catch walleye, catch perch. So we can have the fish fry. 
Radio Voice Linda says, you sound like a completely different person on the While I'm Away episodes that I post on uh, Patreon. In what way? You mean my delivery, maturity level, uh, sensibilities, or, or what? I'm interested in that. Kenny writes, it's amazing you don't have any other people working for you yet. There's always shows even when you're busy. Well, thank you. That's a, that's a, a fine compliment. I appreciate that. Uh, in fact, I just saw a um, an email. I, I Seeing you make that comment, Kenny, um, I have an uh, email that I want to read. Uh, another Adam. We have a lot of Adams that listen to this show. Hang on, I got to see where someone is. Okay, she's sitting nicely. Adam writes, yo, uh, love you, Easy Rhymes, Big Fraud, or just Eric. I commute from the Holland Lakeshore. Well, actually, hold on a second. Adam signed up for a yearly Patreon. So I wrote, hey, I can't thank you enough for signing up for a year. Very cool. I'm building this thing one audience member at a time. I appreciate you so much. Adam writes, love you, Easy Rhyme. Big fraud or just Eric. I commute from the Holland Lakeshore out to Kentwood each day. So I'm in the car for about two hours. It's just enough time to listen to your show each day. I'll be one day behind. Nobody else can bring me two hours of laughter each and every day. Thank you. This money is a very small price to pay for the enjoyment. Keep up the great work. I uh, said uh, it sounded great from up north. The show didn't miss a beat. Also, he writes, big endorsement for continued Kenny interaction. He's really started to get into the flow. Instead of spotlighting stories before you can get to them. It's always funny when you bring up the mobile mechanic story. I can feel him squirming. Also, on one of the shows, could you go over Diana's background like you did the NFKs? I thought she was from down south. But you mentioned that you first met her in one of the Detroit suburbs. If I remember correctly, the town you mentioned was known to be uh, for the higher class as opposed to city worn. Keep up the great work, signed Adam. Hold on a second. Hey, no, 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 no. Chew toys, not that. Yeah. Uh, her mom and dad from Kentucky, they made their way to Michigan. They had two boys, the NFK, and then David. David passed a few years ago. And the third was the redhead. So then she was raised in Birmingham, Michigan, which they weren't wealthy. But this was a terrific place. They kind of um, got in there early. Like years and like we're talking like the sixties when it, it wasn't, I mean, sure. Relative, it was more expensive, but, uh, they, they made their way and, and figured, figured out how to do it. And Diana's dad was a, a fire chief and, um, and he also worked as a janitor when he wasn't working as a fire chief. Cause you know, he worked like, uh, uh, however many hours in a row that a dude on the fire department would work. And then on his days off, he'd work at, as a janitor like 20 years is a two jobs for most of that time. 
So he busted his ass to provide for his family. Uh, Diana goes off to college at Central Michigan University, and that's where her and I met. Uh, it was 1988. Hold on a second. No! You want to see what she's chewing on? She's chewing on a vacuum. 1988. I'm lifting weights in the... Uh, in my dorm room, I got my arm blaster, ugh, ugh, pumping iron, and I hear the laugh, which some of you have heard, some of you have not, but it's it's the most outrageous laugh that has ever laughed, and it's way far away. It's at the end of this hallway. Uh, I lived in 210 Merrill Hall, and it, it's getting closer. Whatever is creating the laugh, this noise is, is walking towards me, and... Uh, what the fuck is that? I see my, I see my, I go, what the fuck is that shit? I don't know. Open the door. See this, uh, 95 pound, nothing less than five foot tall, redhead with a turtleneck on and a green knit giant sweater over it and a cream colored white, kind of like, uh, stirrup pants. You know, that, that p- chicks used to wear back then. Not like skin tight, just, you know. And she comes walking. Now, I'd, I'd like to say that I just fell in love with her then, but no, I, I wanted her dead. That's what I wanted. So bad. This beast, this crazy animal with this making this horrible noise that I hated. She uh, wanders past me, and, and I'm just, like, disgusted. And that was it. I was not in love with her then. But eventually, that would happen. Knock it off! Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, yeah, so that was September of 1988 is when I first laid eyes on her. October, November, December, Jan- four months later, um, I we started a date. So five months, five months after that it, that moment when I was lifting weights, and um, five months after that, we boned. Oh, she would kill me if she knew I was talking about that. Uh, All right. So that's what's up. That is the history of Diana. And it's been, uh, it's been quite a ride ever since there, there is really not a lot to it. You know, we kind of just have been attached at the hip since that first boning, you know, that's a lot of years. So uh, parts of five decades, and I love saying it that way. So the 80s, the 90s, all the 90s, all of the 2000 to 2010s, all of the 2010s to 2020s, parts, well, up to current times. So 
So parts of five decades. Holy shit, that's a long time. Still married. Still going strong. All right. That's what's up. I appreciate you. And uh, and I like that you, you brought up the Kenny thing. And I, I wrote back. I wrote back about that. And I said, uh, hey, uh, thank you for the great email. It's really my only communication with the outside world as well as the chat feature on the live stream. It just seems to work. I agree with your thoughts about Kenny. He's quite fun as long as I don't go too far and break his heart, which I think is a pretty fair assessment. Uh, I will definitely go over the history of Diana. I too was also quite happy with how the show worked technically from up north. I did not expect it to be that easy. Thank you again very much. And please keep in touch. Thank you, Eric Zane. Hold on. going on here all right uh rick in 25 rick from tc paintball for those of you that are getting the show on facebook twitter and youtube it's time to say goodbye uh if you want the full show you got to go to twitch.tv slash eric zane live on your laptop or desktop or uh, what most people watch on the phone. You got to get the Twitch app. You can find it in the app store and then just search Eric Zane live. All one word. No problem. You're good to go. Follow the page. It'll let you know when I go live most times. And then if you um, link up your Amazon prime account to Twitch, Amazon owns Twitch. uh, They like that and they reward you. Because you can do that uh, for free. Normally, that's like five bucks. You can do that for free with your Amazon Prime account. And then um, you can subscribe. And when you are subscribed, there's no commercial interruption during the video live stream. Otherwise, Amazon is going to throw like a lot of commercials at you. It's really going to mess up the flow of the show. More so than it does with me and the puppy. Do that and you'll have no problem. Also, the audio of this podcast is made available shortly after I finish this show on all of the podcasting platforms. Find one and subscribe. When you do, that's just one of the many things that helps keep the show running smoothly with that type of support. So whatever platform you like, I prefer Apple podcasts, please subscribe, uh, rate it. If you have that option and review it, if you have that option, if you ever want to reach out to me via email, that is the quickest way to uh, say hello, Eric at Eric on the shoreliners striping inbox. Okay. Thank you so much for checking out this much of the show though. I appreciate you very much. Goodbye. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Um, 
Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then, of course, also uh, the YouTube channel, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Twitter is at Eric Zane Show. Please follow that. Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Okay, off and running on this Friday the 12th. Holy crap. Um, so if you're at a baseball game and I'm not quite ready to dive into baseball, like supporting the team, the Tigers, um, they, they're getting better. They play today and I think they're only two games under 500. And, uh, if they start to like, if they get over 500, then I might start to pay attention. Otherwise, all I care about is stupid shit that happens in baseball. Like this. Some dude at a Philadelphia Phillies game got a lap dance during the game. Now, I can only assume that this is an actual stripper at the game earning money for lap dances. Here you go. This bombshell who's, um, you know, she's wearing the, the, the bra with the cami over it, giant boobs, open Phillies jersey, uh, 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 sitting on the, on, the, on the guy who's wearing a bucket hat, and I can only guess that he's like 100 years old. I think the guy has his shirt off. Does the guy have his shirt off? Okay, I don't know if it's a lap dance. It appears to be some type of conversation happening. Okay, that that, that he might be he might have just jizzed right there. Okay. Um the the comments people made were um the no reaction by anyone is indicative of this probably happens all the time at these games. Look at this guy has his rally. Look at here's a kid. Here's a kid. He's got his rally cap on the kid with the hat on backwards inside and out. He's not, he's, he's not really looking at her. No one gives a shit. Oh my gosh. Here she is. She's showing more of her boobage. Okay. No one cares. That is unbelievable. I'll tell you this. If I was there with my kids, um, I don't know. I'd probably get in a fight because I wouldn't want my kids to see that, you know? But, uh, holy shit. I, I, I'm surprised that no one is looking or doing anything. It's, it's, I guess this is completely above board there in Philadelphia. Um, I mean, this is a, one of America's worst cities. All right. So I, that, that might have something to do with it, that they, this is probably acceptable. 
She's probably going to go over to the kid next and do it to the child. Uh, Kent says that's his mom. Ryan says, all I see is gigantic boobies. Mmm, boobies. They need to train all field cameras on this right away. The game can't possibly be more interesting than titty cam. Kenny says, I need one in my mouth. Guy in front of him just got glazed. Kenny says, most entertaining thing to happen at a baseball game ever. Time for some baseball palindromes. Oh, man. Now, don't make me start that. It was funny the one time. It can never be funny again, and especially if I'm alone. This doesn't work. So that's weird. I don't know. I would be pissed off if I was at the game with my kids, especially if they were really young, you know. I don't want to be uh, sitting next to my kid watching a baseball game and and uh, knowing that he's got a boner. I don't know. I have um, uh, like one time, one time in my life did I get a lap dance and I didn't I didn't care for it. It's just it's too much. I can't I can't deal at all. I've lived a very sheltered life sexually, frankly. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do it. Especially now. It's just to be like, ah, fucking it's weird. It's just too much. I I I and even in and it's in an area, it's at a strip club, there's people around you watching you. It's just ah, it's like uh group sex with your clothes on. It's uh a little much. Uh the one time I I saw it, that was the story I told you about when the uh it was just before my wedding. My buddies took me to the uh, strip club in, in Canada, and the chick bent over, and I could see her privates, but she had a huge scar on her ass. Somehow, something happened to her. I don't know what the fuck happened to her. But I, I, I said out loud, wow, look at that scar. And uh, uh, she was greatly offended. It was horrible. I should have just kept my mouth shut. They're like, Jesus Christ, what are you? why are you saying that? Or her dad probably stabbed her or something. That's what my friend said. Okay. Uh, moving on. And that, I, I want to talk with Rick about that coming up in just a handful of minutes. Rick's actually going to join us from TC Paintball. Uh, not at the normal time of, of 9, but uh, 9.15. Uh, Stevie says, I don't want some stranger's junk in my face. You. Kenny says if they're a teenager, they most likely always have a boner anyway. Uh, Nate, 13, 13. Wait a minute. Nate, 133.90 says suddenly I'm thirsty for milk. My God. Kevin Kuyper says that's why you get a private room. Oh, come on. Nate Bulls is going to need to rewrite Take Me Out to the Ball Game song, Buy Me Some Peanuts and a Lap Dance. I wonder if she actually did get paid for that. All right. I don't know if I'd have the um, uh, courage to say something, though. You know, it looked like they were really into each other. She was into his money, and he was into doing what he was doing. 
hideous. Okay. Uh, there was a uh, thread I, I read. In fact, it's um, uh, news sites pick these stories up based on Reddit. Hell, I, I know a radio show that does it every single day. And I don't normally like to do this because of that reason, but I, I, I felt so compelled to weigh in on the topic that I, I kind of had to. Uh, this guy um, has a, a, a name that's been handed down through the generations. And um, the, it's uh, August. And the guy who got, ended up getting married, his name is August the 5th. And um, when they wanted to have a boy and name the child August the 6th. And then they realized shortly after they got married that uh, he is not able to, he doesn't have any swimmers. Uh, I don't know if the word is, is the word impotent? If you, or uh, is that even used anymore? He's firing blanks. So they adopted some kid um, from Vietnam and his, uh, his birth name was like Tuan or something like that. But they, they named him August the 6th, the, the boy that they adopted. So years pass, and then um, a miracle happens because suddenly his uh, he's able to get his wife pregnant, and uh, so that was that was incredible. And then so they had the the baby, and a baby boy is born. And then dad went up to the kid he adopted and said, "Hey, um, now uh, for context." The kid, though, his name was August the 6th. His official name is August the 6th. Uh, no one uh, goes by that. Uh, he doesn't use that name. He uses the name that he was given in Vietnam. Tron or Tuan or something like that. So they only call him that. They don't call him August. Dad goes up to the adopted kid and says, Hey, um, we're taking your name away. And giving it to the birth kid. <laughs> and everybody wants this guy dead now. The husband and wife. And uh, the some of the comments were like, uh, you should never be allowed to adopt kids. Or they, they should take your kids. And people hate this guy now. Because he took the name away. And I I don't know why he took the fucking name away. He said he did it to continue the name's legacy that had gone back five generations. First of all, if you're somebody who gives a shit so much that the name has to be, that's a pretty, that's a fucked up thing to focus. I mean, who cares? Who gives a fuck that the child's name is, is or isn't August? Why do you care so much? And then he cares so much that he didn't want a non-biological. He took it away from the non-biological child and gave it to the biological child. (laughs) He believes that his firstborn blood son should carry down the family name and not the adopted son. 
And he's like, am I the asshole? And he's like, well, yeah, you're the asshole. You're the worst. Talk about right out of the gate. You're making the adopted child feel like second banana. I mean, uh, in my family, if one kid has an iPhone when they were growing up, if one kid has a phone that's just a little bit better than the other one, that's not fair. (laughs) That's not fair. One kid, I looked at the blue book value of their of, uh, so-and-so's car. I don't want to say names on my uh, scenario, but these are all things that actually happen. It's, it's got a $50 high. That's not fair. All kids love to say, that's not fair. Okay. That alone is enough to make me encourage anyone who's a mom or uh, who are thinking about having kids to have just one. Have just one. Have one kid. People are like, oh, yeah, but only child syndrome. Ah, fuck, no. You need to save your sanity. Because the second that anything... Okay, if you have a kid who's... Let's see, Jim is two. Or when he was two, uh, Mattis, uh, Jackie is born. And it's like, uh, that's not fair. You're holding her and not me. So you, you gotta hold this fucking two year old, like a baby. I finally just said, fuck it. You know, that's the, uh, that's what you have to do. And that's when resentment starts. As soon as they say, this is not fair. And you go, yeah, so what? Who ca- Shut up. That these are the responses that you have to learn to adopt. Shut up. Go to bed. Go to your room. Uh, uh, hit them. These are all things that are important in being a good parent because that's all they're going to say to you. So this asshole, though, this is heartbreaking to me. Um, so the, and the kid's like, like seven or eight. He says, uh, the dad clarified, uh, the official name was August the 6th. He prefer, it's, it's Thion. The kid prefers to go by Thion, T-H-I-E-N, or maybe that's Thion or Thien or Thine. I don't know. Something Vietnamese. He also claimed that the seven-year-old didn't understand or care about the name change. So it like brings it up and the kid goes, I don't care. Okay, great. You know, sometimes kids just say that just to get, you know, cause they, 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 but they, they might feel bad. And, and if, if the kid says he didn't, uh, he didn't understand or care about the name change, eventually that kid will, this is a huge mistake. They had to inform the school about the name change, which resulted in the news spreading throughout the community. We're now essentially social pariahs and the subject of massive gossip, accusations of not loving Thean Thean enough. Well, yeah, hold on a second. If you want to be, if you're worried about being the, uh, 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 involved in the subject of massive gossip and you post it to, am I the asshole on Reddit? Mistake number two for this dick accusations of not loving Thean enough. Well, yeah, you obvious you, okay. Uh, what, 
what you know why don't you follow it up by naming the vietnamese kid charlie or something some of you get that joke we've heard it all through closed mouth hushed tones it's gotten so bad am i the asshole he asked yeah i would say you are Hundreds of comments criticizing him. Ultimately, he took his post down, but the comments still remain. You are the asshole. People like you really shouldn't adopt. Another chimed in sarcastically asking, are you also looking at the return policy on your oldest son or did the fine print get you on the adoption? No way this is real. Either way, you are the asshole. You are the asshole. You drag your kid to a legal proceeding to make sure he knows his place will always be less than your biological son. I cannot believe that this fucking idiot had to even ask. Another person said, oh, well, I guess the commodity baby isn't needed anymore now that you procreated. (laughs) Great way to show your adopted child that biology trumps all. Shame on you and your wife, one man concluded. Um, when I was born and my brother Jim was born in our house, we had two adopted children, uh, regular Mike and push up Paul of those two. As soon as we were introduced to the family, there was no name change. There were problems with my dad and them with favoritism. And they still resent that to this day. Imagine if that, if that happened, name change, you asshole. What a dick. What a foolish thing to do. Kenny says a Vietnamese kid named Charlie Ugg. NW980, did your dad say, hey, guy, you're not really mine, so knock it off? You should have just named him August the 6th as well. If Thean always has uses Thean, call them both that. Uh, Savage Sack Lunch says, besides... The whole idea of people um, of last name changing, like when you get married, the last name changing is screwed up. This is unrelated. Well, it's kind of unrelated. We're kind of kind of related. Uh, When we test your DNA to track ancestry, we test the mitochondrial DNA, which is passed from the woman only. It makes more sense to keep the woman's last name. Yeah, that's ancient. The fact that they have to take the man's last name. All that is is tradition. Uh, based on um, uh, preconceived um, kind of like, I guess, misogyny, wouldn't it be? Um, Radio Voice Linda says, yep, having one kid is great. She has one kid. Kyle says, how about they don't have any? Kids aren't that great. Kyle Ryan hates children. 
Well, he hates the idea of having children. He might have like nieces and nephews that he loves very much, but he's, he does not want to. He's like, thank God uh, uh, my husband and I cannot have children. What would you do if your husband said, hey, I, I want a child? That's going to be a real uh, uh, issue, I think, in your relationship. Let's hope the adopted kid has grandkids and this biological one turns out to be a criminal. That'll help his stupid legacy. Stevie says asshole of the day right there. Holy fook. We too low. I love that so much. Sterile would be the word. Sterile. Not impotent. All right. Kyle says, not anymore since we're both in our 40s. Kenny says, I like how people in Mexico take one surname from both parents. That's why they always have two surnames. I used to wonder about that. Uh, Speaking of Mexico, I wonder if Joe Martinez is here. Yeah, he is. I'm going to call Joe up. As he's enjoying the show. Let's see. Joe. I'm calling the uh, new number. I think that's the one I'm supposed to call. I always fuck it up. Then he yells at me. Hey, it sounds like there's like a, uh, an ambulance there. Yeah, these, these people down here in, in uh, Nashville, you know, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Oh, you're in Nashville right now. Yeah. Hey, uh, have you been following the story at the southern border since that uh, that law expired? Title 42? Yeah, Title 42 is the one. Yeah. So it's really fucked up. There's like a ton of people. That are like sleeping in the street. They've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more now. It's like seventy thousand people there. It's like a Ford Field amount of people. I just say let them all in. Who cares? Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. Uh, Joe Biden, they're like he had two years to get this ready. How come he didn't do anything? Man, it's been more than two years. They've had like thirty years to get this immigration shit together. So basically just say, hey, come on in, and then just welcome them into the U.S. is what you're saying. Well, yeah, they want to work. Not like half the Americans that don't want to work. They just want to collect their government money. So so open border. Open border. They'll do all the other jobs that people think they're too high class to do. Can you imagine if Biden actually did that? I would. I know you would. I, hey, you know what? I, I, I'm coming around. I am coming around. I am coming around to that. I'd even let Pablo Escobar come across if he was still alive. Okay, I'm with you. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go make this real easy on these people. Just bring them all in. All Mexico's need to come. All, all of Mexico needs to come in. Oh yeah. Well, actually, the majority of them are not. Uh, from Mexico, the majority are from Guatemala and the Honduras. Even better, even better. You know, 
and and you got to figure too. The reason I say this shit's been going on for so long is because the U.S. government has gone into each of these countries, has stuck their noses, and then try to change them and this and that and all that. I mean, they cause more of a problem than anything else, you know. And then these people are poorer than what they were to begin with. You look at Venezuela, prime example. Government went in there. American government went in there and they stuck their nose in there and look at them now. All know, right. Poverty, poverty level is worse. And it's not just Biden, it's not Trump, it's just the whole uh, Congress and the whole government that, you know, has allowed all this to go on for years. What's the uh, big reason, do you think, why people don't want Mexicans coming into the U.S.? Are they are they racist? Well, they're racist, but then they say that they're taking their jobs away. But in reality, they're not because half of them don't even want to work or they don't want to do that work. Right, right. The all, the uh, Mexicans come in and take all the shitty jobs. Yes. You know, they're the ones that are cleaning Trump's hotels and cleaning Biden's houses and, you know, cleaning hey. uh, what's that one dude's name, Ted Cruz's, you know, lying ass stuff down there too. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's everybody. It's not just, yeah. you know, a Republican or a Democrat type thing. It's just everyone, uh, you know has not done anything All right. over the years. So. Okay, I'm coming around. I say everybody who comes in gets a social security card and a, and a place to stay and a job. And then they can start paying taxes right away. Exactly. All right, I'm glad we're on the same page. Thank you. All right, tell 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 everybody tell everybody that I that I love them. Tell everybody what? Tell everybody I love them. Love who? Who you're with? Oh, I, I'm with a bunch of guys from different companies. We're down here in uh, uh, Nashville. Doing yeah, I know. Tell them I love them. I love, I love uh, all of them. Man, if I'd have known you were calling, I would have prepared my uh, forbidden Spanish for you. Yeah, that's okay. I got plenty of it. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. I'll see you. Right, I'll talk to you. Later. Bye. There you go, Joe Martinez. Yeah, that that's the way you solve the problem. They should have a massive hotel built in El Paso. Bring them all in. And then, you know, here's, you got 50 states. Where do you want to go? And then secure work for them so that they can immediately start earning. And then they go off to their, whatever, wherever the fuck they want to live. And, uh, they live in like a, uh, like a structure that's built while they earn and they build their base so that they can then move into their own home. It's the American dream. We need to be, we need more people from Mexico, Guatemala, and Honduras. Joe Martinez is on to something. I am saying let them all in. Who cares? In fact, oh, open borders. We're encouraging all members of all terrorist organizations to come in and just set up shop. It's all good. We'll figure it out later. I don't know if exactly that's going to happen or in that way, but whatever. I don't have any answers. All of this is pretty much tongue in cheek. I don't know if I care that much. I really don't. Uh, Kenny says every Latino man or woman I've ever met has been a hard worker with amazing work ethics that work circles around anyone else. 
Remember that story about the candy incident? I should pull that one up. Okay. Free beer and hot wings, the candy incident. Great story. Great story. Uh, Joe Martinez says a lot of tax dollars going to other countries. Yeah, that's true. At my wife's work. How's everything there? Everybody good and happy? Oh, sure. The baby good? Baby's going nuts. The kids are getting up. The dog's barking. Okay. All right. So everything's normal then. Of course. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so this was at a time when Diana worked at this restaurant and all of the people that were working there were immigrants. None of them spoke English. And Diana speaks Spanish and uh, something happened. <laughs> so you came home from work the other day and you told me yeah. that Jorge and Vasquez got into a brawl. Isn't that right? Uh-huh. Now, which one's the gay one? Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not say? Uh oh. <laughs> never Maybe. mind. I never mind. I made that part up. <laughs> Maybe this quiz. I'm not sure. Ay ay ay. By the way, the baby you hear is Madison. <laughs> you had said. And you, uh, what did you do? You gave an order to the cook and he made it wrong. Hi, good. Tell it the way you told me. Well, yeah. I, I, I ordered a. a the, my table's meal, and yeah. I put in the, I put, I typed in exactly how I wanted it cooked. Yep. And I what, explained what? it. I also explained it to him twice. What was the meal? Shrimp scampi. Okay. And you told Jorge to make shrimp scampi. Yeah, but with over pasta instead of rice. And what did he make for you? <laughs> he made me shrimp scampi in a bowl with two sides of fettuccine alfredo. <laughs> what the well, hell? not even close. And you, of course, speak fluent Spanish, do you not? Exactly. So okay. how would you say to Jorge, Jorge, I'm going to need uh, the shrimp scampi over pasta, not rice. Say it. Yo necesito uh, shrimp scampi over con pasta, no arroz. And he responded with C, I assume. Si, yo entiendo, which means yes, I understand. Okay, okay. Okay. You got the crappy food, and what? how did you respond? I said, que paso, which means what happened. Uh-huh. And he said, <laughs> he said, this is what you told me to make. I said, no, that's not what I told you to make. I told you to make shrimp scampi with over fettuccine pasta. I said, not, ay, ay, ay. not shrimp scampi with... With two sides of fettuccine. Ay, ay, ay. Right. And All right. Uh, so he started screaming at me. Did, did he call you crazy gringo? No, he didn't call me a crazy gringo. <laughs> All right. So then what happened? So did... then the other guy. Well, wait a minute. Now you left the key part out. Didn't he swear at you and Well, and, not and yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Be patient. <laughs> <laughs> ay, 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 ay. You want her to tell the so story the other... or not? I'm, I want her to get to the good parts. So okay. then the other guy understood what I wanted, so he started making it. Yeah. Making and that was right. Vasquez, the gay and one. And other guy's still yelling at me, so I told him to forget about it. Okay. okay. Forget about it. I said, he knows what I am what I want. Forget about it. He'll make it. And so when I took my food out, he said, as I was walking out, he called me a bad name. And what was the bad name? I can't say it. 
Well, the Mexican FCC are not in town. No, so. no, no. You can't swear in you Spanish. No. no. I, I didn't know that. Oh, what? You can say any word you want in another language? Well, who's going to know? Um, Plenty the of people, people who speak know. Spanish. Jeez, you're no, an you idiot. Can't all, say right. It. all right, all right. Well, then he <laughs> swore. He swore at you in Spanish, correct? He swore at me in Spanish, yeah. <laughs> and Vasquez, the gay so, one, took offense so, on your behalf. Is that right? Well, on his and well, uh, my behalf and his behalf because my Vasquez said, you know, that he was at fault too. Yeah. Jorge was at fault too because he told he said you want you said you want you understood what you what she wanted. And so he called us both a, a bad name, and the guy walked over and slugged him in the face. He slugged him in the face? Yeah. Oh, no. oh! Right there. So what happened? Did a bunch of candy fly out of him? <laughs> you are an idiot. And I can't believe you guys encouraged him. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Okay, are you guys through? <laughs> no, just, just a minute. That was unexpectedly <laughs> stupid, even from him. <laughs> Bunch of candy fly out of him. Did everybody scurry on the ground trying to get like Mary yeah, Jane's? We get it. Don't make it worse. Sorry. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. You've done a wonderful job because this is going to propel us into the topic about workplace violence. <laughs> Thank you, Diane. You've done a Fun times. Fun times to be sure. All right. Let them all in. Come on in. We want open arms. Isn't that a song by Journey? All right. Um, Rick, in moments, um, want to talk about the am I the asshole thing and also the lap dance maybe we'll get into the southern border thing hello to Irvine's auto repair Grand Rapids hybrid and EV 616-532-6600 get your vehicles repaired at Irvine's Uh, they specialize in well everything all makes and models, but the only thing they don't want to be involved in is a Volkswagen for some reason. But if you got a regular old-fashioned uh, combustion motor like your old pal EZ on my old 20-year-old truck, sure, piece of cake. Uh, as the years pass, these vehicles get more and more complex, and you start to deal with hybrid technology, and then uh, EV technology. Yeah, they're always two steps ahead of the game at Irvine's. 616-532-6600. The uh, facility is located, if you're on 44th Street in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan, and you're just like two or three blocks east of 131, there's a side street called Stafford. Uh, there's only one direction you can turn on it. I think. Anyway. Make a... Uh, Go north on Stafford. It's right there, though. You can't miss it. You look down the street, you see the sign, Irvine. Uh, Recently uh, doubled the size of their space so that they can accommodate more customers. The most beautiful front uh, waiting room you'll find with the best coffee maker, 
and the most fantastically talented people. Family, lady, veteran-owned. Irvine's. We heard Joe Martinez already uh, 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 four margaritas uh, deep on a Friday morning moments ago. A&E Heating and Cooling is uh, his business. Um, just He's just killing it. I mean, the guy is just on fire. When I first met Joe, it was just Joe, a van, and that's it. Now um, he's enlisted family members and trained them all to do his bidding. You got daughters running the office. You got son-in-laws out in the field. It's an empire. He's got like a fleet of vehicles now. I'm so proud of him. He's done amazing work. Uh, A&E heating and cooling this time of year. uh, You got the crews are out um, tuning up the AC units. $79 is what you need to make that thing run. uh, Absolutely perfect. Okay. Call and schedule today, 616-516-8579. Loving Van Dyke Mortgage. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage now with offices all throughout the United States, except South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, but who cares about them? Uh, The number one mortgage professional in the United States. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Find out for yourself. Call 231-332-6505. Have Mario uh, team you up with someone from his organization to get you everything you want when it comes to getting your mortgage or maybe it's a refi, whatever. If you've never gotten a mortgage before, that is sometimes pretty stressful and you don't know what the hell is up or down. You probably don't even know the definition of a mortgage. Just know that if you want to buy a house, you got to get a mortgage. So if you're a newbie, Mario's the way to go. 231-332-6505. Yes, uh, the interest rate for buying a home does suck right now. But uh, the good news is you're not stuck with that mortgage once you get the mortgage. You get the mortgage, you get the house. And then it's only going to get better. So in a year and a half, you uh, uh, refi, and that 7% becomes a 5. year and a half later, that 5 becomes a 3. That's how it works. Reach out to Mario from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage today and mention your old pal Easy. Always mention your old pal Easy when you get uh, in touch with the sponsors. 231-332-6505. My God. Been so busy since I got home yesterday. My new iPhone came, and I can't even set it up. I'm so damn busy. I'm st- I still have the same shitty iPhone. All right. Let's bring in Rick for another round of um, trigger time with Rick from TC Paintball. Always an absolute joy. He said to me earlier, he goes, hey, I got a meeting. 9.15, I want you to call. Now, there's a chance he's still in the meeting. 
And if that's the case, that's okay. We can figure this out. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. All right. Hang on. Let me see if he sent me a uh, text message. Hmm. No. Hmm. Weird. Um, standing by, period. If you can't call me, comma, no problem, period. Call me whenever you're ready. Your old pal EZ, very flexible. Um, downtown Nashville is hopping every night, Joe Martinez says. Let's see. Um, Chris says, Irvine's free loaner cars, of course. Joe Martinez says, seven yesterday at Top Golf, Margaritas. Might need another one to get the headache to, to get the headache gone, he says. Went to the strip downtown, 300 plus bars. Have you never been there? Oh, my God. He says, downtown Nashville happen every night. Uh, oof, I bet you're tired of hearing the the woo girls. They're always downtown. Uh, now he has to sit through eight hours of training. Oh, my God. Girls come to Nashville, ride party buses, and drink, and all they can do is yell, woo. A lot of nice-looking women walking around. Better than Vegas, Joe says. Kenny says, I've never been to Vegas, but yeah, that's always a plus. Maybe it makes the country honky-tonk music blasting nonstop worth it. All right. I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't look at other women or objectify them. I only have eyes for my beautiful wife. You guys are a bunch of cavemen is what you are. you would do that okay i just had my phone on do not disturb i want to make sure i haven't missed this okay um this weekend today tomorrow your old pal easy takes off the podcast cap and puts on the fry cook cap yes uh making food at bosco's a dumbass doug um, he, last week during the week, he said, what's your availability this week? And I said, well, we're midweek. Uh, I have no availability. He goes, okay. And I'm like, well, don't okay me in the big boy world. You make schedules, uh, with more lead up time. You don't try to make the work schedule during the week as it's happening. I didn't hear from you. I made plans. And he says, well, the weekend of the 12th and the 13th, I'm going to need you. 
I go, fine. Of course. Uh, he writes, um, I wrote, I can do that. And then Tuesday of this week, he writes, are you still planning on working Friday and Saturday? And I said, yes, sir. Of course. And uh, I said, you see, and then I wrote, you see how that works? If I have advance notice, I'm more than willing to help whenever I can. He wrote, I'm trying. That's why I asked you last week. And I go, correct. Yes, good job. Idiot. So now next week, I have plans. I'm going up north to try to get the uh, property ready for my guests. I've made that plan. I made it because I've got it open. And I got it open because you didn't ask me the next Friday. Just because you asked me the one Friday, you have to ask me the next one too. What do you want? I'm here for you. I can't believe you're not here. You didn't ask me. So I'll be there tonight making delicious food. I think one of the things I like about that is uh, if you go to a restaurant, you can always tell. I mean, I, I, I pay attention to these things now because I'm an, I'm a world-renowned fry cook. It's at uh, Bosco's. Every single order of fries is made fresh. So if we have a party of four that shows up, Uh, The burgers go down. The fries are put in the basket, still frozen, on top of the oil. You cannot drop the fries until the burger is flipped because of the timing. The amount of time, if you put them on, if you dunk the fries, if you put them in the oil right when the burger goes on, they're going to end up sitting for a few minutes. You want it to be, when the burger is assembled, the fries have now been they're lifted out of the um, oil. They're drained, they're seasoned, and they're hot when you put them on the plate. If you do it at the wrong time, it's reducing the temperature and the freshness. There's a huge difference. Minute by minute, the fries get fucked doesn't take long for fries to become fucked up. So you flip the burgers, then they go down. By the time the burger's coming off the grill, you're pulling the fries, you're boiling them, put them in a bowl, sprinkle the sea salt, shake, coat all the fries with the salt, put them on the plate, order, boom, gone. That's me. I'm the burger assembly guy and the fry guy. This is key. Aram says, how does Bosco's get by if he needs someone and the people he asks can't work? I don't know. I'm not sure. I am not sure what he does. I think he just uh, works shorthanded and gets the fuck kicked out of him. You got to have three people in that kitchen on a Friday, Saturday. Hands down. Otherwise, um, you see, those people 
uh, Doug and Doug Jr. are not as, um, you see, I'm intellectually superior to them and emotionally superior. If shit doesn't go right, I just bust out Jocko. They can't hang. If they, I could, if I was alone in that kitchen, if it was just me, I could do it, but I'm superior to them. So I just kind of keep it at about 30% capacity and let them think that they're working. That's how I handle that. (laughs) Kenny writes, that's why you make schedules a couple of weeks in advance to plan for that kind of thing. I know it. You're, you're right. And I try to tell them that it's like, how can you like, um, you, you got to prepare. I mean, what do I know? I don't know anything about running a business with, uh, with, uh, 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 less and then getting the most out of it. It, I mean, fuck in order to do what I do, I just, uh, I don't know. I just take it as it comes. If I need help, I just struggle. Yeah. Right. Honestly, the uh, spinning of the plates that I do here uh, is makes that job look like a piece of cake. My uh, plate spinning technique from the Eric Zane Show podcast has affected me in a positive way. It makes everything else seem easy. Uh, Patrick was like, God, how do you fucking do all this shit? You just do it. You just figure it out. It wasn't easy to at first. I mean, everybody knows uh, when I first did it, it was a, it was a little bit different of a scenario. I, I didn't know either, but now I'm the best and humble. You add humble into the mix. Oh, fall off, fall off a table and break your back. Good. It's got to be good. And then the reason why it's good. Like, uh, Uh, Forget to ask Eric to work and get your ass kicked. Good. Maybe you'll learn to ask Eric in a timely fashion. All right. That's all I got on that. So hopefully, if you want to order some food, either some takeout, you can do it online, you can call, or just show up, and uh, I will do the Rocky Balboa at Adrian's Restaurant, show you my uh, poison ivy. And then uh, order some food. I prefer the BJ burger. Now, that's not a sexual thing. BJ is bacon jam. I had never heard of bacon jam. But I am, I know about it now. And it's like a sweet type of deal with bits of bacon in it. And my God, it every burger there is a is a is an adventure a total game changer i'm not gonna lie to you i thought they ghosted me i thought i was out chris with squirt some poison ivy juice on your fries no that's just the dumbest thing i've ever heard okay um what else do i want to get into today there's a number of things actually Typically, I I write this show, and then I get to, nowadays, about a third of what I want to talk about. 
but I must get into this. Oh my God. I, I meant to get into it earlier in the week, but fuck. Um, a lady writes a children's book. She was inspired by the untimely passing of her husband. The kids were struggling, very young kids, school age, five, six, seven, eight, that, that, that range. We're so heartbroken by the sudden passing of dad. She wrote a children's book about it. She does the big media tour about it in her local community where she lives on the, uh, on the TV. And then she was arrested for his murder. She killed her husband and then wrote a children's book about kids coping with loss. What the fuck? Here she is. Let's get into this vile, sinister story. My husband passed away unexpectedly last year. A month after promoting her children's book inspired by her husband's death, the widowed mother of three is now charged with his murder. So you actually wrote this book with your children? I did. Police arrested Corey Richens on Monday outside of Park City, Utah, alleging the 33-year-old poisoned her husband Eric last March. You can never trust a woman with teeth that white. Look at that. It looks strange. Anyway. With a lethal dose of fentanyl. He had three boys that he loved more than anything. According to court documents, police were called to the couple's home at 3.22 in the morning and found Eric unresponsive on the floor at the foot of his bed. An autopsy later revealing he had five times the lethal dosage of illicit fentanyl in his system. Corey told responding officers she made Eric a Moscow mule, which he drank in the bedroom earlier that night before she went to sleep in her child's room. While she claimed she didn't touch her phone until she called 911, investigators say they found phone records indicating she'd sent and received messages that night, which were later deleted. Hey, hey look, if you ever want to commit a crime and, and you got proof on the phone, it's still there. No matter what, no matter what you do, if you're ever going to do something terribly criminal, there can be no electronic footprint, no Google searches, nothing. You got you to gotta go old school on your murder. And know that whatever you do to do the murder is probably going to be caught on camera. Her seemingly heartfelt sentiments expressed while promoting her book now seen in a very different light. And it's just comforting to them to know that, you know, they're not living this life alone. Like, Wow, that is the face of evil. I mean, that is intense. Look at that. She did all of that shit. And here she is saying that she wrote the book to help her kids dad is still here it's just in a different way according to wow. the charging documents Corey purchased fentanyl from an acquaintance last february which she says was for an investor asking for some of the michael jackson stuff days later following the couple's valentine's day dinner eric became very ill and told a friend he thought his wife was trying to poison him prosecutors allege Corey then purchased even more fentanyl and less than a month later eric was dead and Corey, claiming to be grief-stricken dedicated this book to her husband calling him a wonderful father look at it's called are you with me here's dad with angel wings and a halo Oh, oh my God. That's her kid. 
dedicated to my amazing husband and a wonderful father. Oh, shit. We got to get a copy of this book. It's going to be worth something. I took things that my kids have said to me this last year, and we kind of articulated it and put it into a story. Oh, look at the, Here's their image. Oh, I, I, I've never heard of something so fucking sinister. Wow, this is such a bizarre story, Aaron. Um, what? Else? Look at Craig Melvin. He's disgusted. I love Craig. I love everybody on the Today Show. We know some about the marriage, which you reported on. What else do we know about that? Craig wishes he could say, oh, that fucking sick bitch. I want her dead. Yeah, that's right. According to his obituary, the couple was married for nine years. It also refers to Corey as the love of his life. She told investigators they were even celebrating the night of his death after closing a deal on a house for her business. Richens is now charged with aggravated murder and three additional felony drug charges. She has yet to enter a plea and her attorney declined to comment at this time. We expect to see her in court next week. All right, uh, Aaron McLaughlin Craig. for us. Aaron, th- that story, and just think about the kids, kids like right. hearing that Three kids. part of the story. Horrible. Tragic. Yeah. Right. What the fuck? Points Bet Casino. Oops. That is uh, incredible. So he, Cole writes, so he thought she was trying to poison him and he still drank her mixed drink. Yeah. Huh. Um, young Adam Schwab says, I'm not convinced she did it. Is the book any good? All right. Um, well, I guess, yes. Um, it's fair to say that you can be not convinced that she did it. I mean, I don't know what the investigation revealed. They didn't get that far into it. I guess we would have to hear a little bit more. Oof. It, it's the old OJ, if I did it, confessions of the killer scenario. Cole says someone needs to make this into a movie. My God. That is, if this is what I think, if this, if it goes that way, I mean, there's a special spot in hell for you. If that's the case. My God. All right. I don't know if Rick's going to happen today. Bruce has not moved uh, at all. He is zonked. Um, If you want to hire your old pal EZ on Cameo, cameo cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, As Adam writes, I'm playing devil's advocate. She's probably a a soulless succubus. I'm thinking. All right. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Hire me on there. I'll make it worth your while. 20 bucks. Uh, Maybe somebody's got a birthday. Somebody needs to get roasted. uh, Workplace achievement. uh, Graduated college. I don't know. Whatever it may be. Whatever you want, I can take care of it. I can make it as sweet or as nasty as you want. If it says, rip this guy a new asshole, I'll do it. All I need is some basic information. You can find it all at cameo.com slash Eric Zane or download the Cameo app and search my name.
Boy, I got to catch up because I only got 23 minutes left in this show. Um, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet is where you get the flooring. That is a West Michigan-based business along Chicago Drive, right behind Little Caesars. Any type of flooring that exists, they have it there. The best brands, the top-selling products, the most amazing styles, all uh, accumulated in this giant warehouse on display Not the prettiest flower once you get inside of there, but it's not supposed to be. It's a warehouse. You go in ready to deal. The lowest price possible is uh, what all of the uh, materials are selling for. Lower than what you can get in any showroom. Because they buy so much of it, they get it cheaper. They have the pace, uh, the pace, the space to... um, put it all in there. So that's why they buy it all like that and then sell it at a discount. Eventually it will all sell. They'll get more. You benefit by the low price. So no matter where you are, head to Johnson carpet, one discount outlet, which is just down the street from the main showroom. They're definitely cheaper than the main showroom. Main showroom's great, but we're talking about the discount outlet. That's where Kent dropped the E out of U works. Now, when you go in, You mentioned my name. You'll save an additional 10% off. That is fantastic. So what is already the lowest price anywhere, take an additional 10% off. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Love my friends at Blue Frost IT. I was uh, like yesterday after everything, everything fell off the bunk. I was like, oh, I got to I'm going to have to call and actually start over. My business is ruined. Thank God. It didn't. However, when I when I shook it, there was something rattling in there. If you ever need to upgrade your tech, or if you're uh, if you have your tech on side of a bunk and you hit the brakes and it go, everything goes flying and gets destroyed, uh, you can get an upgrade. Reach out to Blue Frost IT online at blue uh, bluefrostit.com. Their phone number is 616-285-50. 616 uh, they'll give you a 30-minute complimentary consultation to find out what exactly your business is all about and how you can upgrade your tech quickly and efficiently as opposed to you just running to the store and buying stuff off the shelf. 616-285-50. And then they'll set it all up for you and become your managed IT service provider. The Dirty Donut Race is coming up June 3rd. We are close to a sellout. You can still save 10 bucks though when you sign up for the 10 mile, the 21 mile, 41 mile or 61 mile race with code Zane 23. One of these dogs just shit his or her pants. It's bad. Man. DirtyDonutRace.com is where you go. This happens in Martin, Michigan. It is Michigan's number one rated gravel bike race. A whole day of events getting started in the morning. Martin, Michigan, DirtyDonutRace.com. It's fun. It's a great race. Every donut you eat at the donut stops on the course takes five minutes off of your time. They even have gluten-free donuts for you losers that are gluten-free. I don't know why I referred to you as gluten-free. I mean, I don't know why I referred to you as losers. You're not. Was that a thing when we were kids? If you're old like me, 
Was gluten-free something that even existed? You ever wonder about that? Was, is, wasn't it only like a handful of years ago that that started to be a problem? Gluten-free? People couldn't take in gluten? What about like peanut allergies and various food allergies? That didn't exist when we were young. Very real. Very real. All right. Uh, moving on. Here in West Michigan. Hold on a second. Let me check something. Um, Kenny writes, still single? Good. Better than being cheated on with a soulless succubus. Kenny's been through the ringer. LV Moki or Maki, first time chat, writes, I usually just listen to the free podcast, but thought I'd check out the Twitch. Thank you. Very enjoyable. Great podcast. Hang on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us from the live line, the one and only Rick from TC Paintball. Hello, Rick. You look so amazing in that sundress. Oh, you're going old school. A little bit. I like to bring it old school and so on. I was uh, before we get into what we're gonna what we were talking about earlier. Uh, I was uh, watching Howard Stern had an old episode. It was an old episode where he was in the studio and Brian Johnson was in there. From, from, oh yeah, play it, play Hoover. Well, uh, and and it's interesting because uh, we have played the audio of Brian Johnson when he was a pitchman for Hoover Vacuums. It's a beautiful mover. Yes, and uh, in this interview, and I'll try to remember to link it, or I'll even send it to you. Howard's talking to him about when he um, uh, started with ACDC, and uh, he uh, showed up for the audition. And then he told Stern that he did the audition. And this is just before they wrote Back in Black. And he said to them, because they wanted him to hang out and have a few beers. And Brian Johnson said, he said, no, I have to go because I have to go to record this commercial I'm doing for Hoover Vacuums. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he. it was actually talked about in the timeline. So before he, just before he joined ACDC, when uh, they were getting ready to make Back in Black in 1980, he recorded that fucking Hoover commercial. That's kind of cool to have a timestamp on that. Yeah, it really you know? is. It really is. So, you know, you, you're a few years older than me. I think we all know that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I remember Back in Black. And I remember the song and the album. But I don't remember. I remember looking back to the Bon Scott days and hearing the old um, Highway to Hell and, and the, uh, um, you know, uh, Livewire and all those. No, no, Livewire is not true. What am I thinking of? There's another one right there. But anyway, hearing all those old as a, as, as a nostalgic song. But how different and shocking was it, you being more of a current music listener at that time, when it shifted from Bon Scott to... To Brian Johnson there. Like, how different did that feel? You know what I mean? Did it yeah. feel like a different band at that time? Well, to be honest, I wasn't really um, introduced to them until Back in Black. To me, that was the first lead singer of ACDC. I was so only, you got a similar yeah. perspective that I Yeah, had. I was only 10. Um, but then I didn't... I My uh, uh, kids that I went to school with did listen to, like, Highway to Hell, which is Bon Scott. And, uh, 
And so I would hear it, but it never really occurred to me that it was two people. It wasn't until I was much older that I realized that there was a, uh, a odd scenario where one guy died. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't even know. I think we missed out on a lot of cool Bond Scott music with him dying. Get a cool voice. Well, yeah. You know, what's interesting though, because, um, the, the ACDC was popular in the U S and they probably would have still continued to get even more popular, but they weren't nearly as popular as they were once, uh, back in black hit. Really? Oh yeah. That one, that one definitely set them up. And, uh, I was in that same interview, Brian was talking about, he wrote the song, you shook me all night long. And, uh, he wrote the words to it and then they, uh, they, they kind of did the demo and Malcolm, who was kind of the leader of the band, he was, he was the smartest one of the band, Malcolm Young. He was listening to the rough tracks of it with Brian. And then, uh, Brian Johnson said that he then said to Malcolm Young, I think this is the greatest rock and roll song I have ever heard in my life. And then, uh, and he was saying that about his own song. So Malcolm thought that was cocky, but he also said, it's cocky, but I agree with you. I think this is the greatest rock and roll song that has ever been made. <laughs> That's kind of wild. I mean, and it has transcended. You hear that song today yeah. and it doesn't, sound, it doesn't sound dated. No, no, it still rocks, man. It's fucking great. I agree. Uh, all right, Rick, I've talked about a lot of things and uh, the two things I want to touch on with you um, first of all, lap dance at the ball game. Did you see that deal? Yeah, I was, I was hoping for more of a peak or a crescendo out of that deal. Well, yeah. I mean, I think she wanted to really go for the whole, uh, grind and get that guy to totally jizz, but I think she, she might've backed off on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I got that, that link, I was, I was, you know, like, rubbing my hands together going, okay, let's see this. And it was kind of like, yeah, she, you know, kind of there and moving her head through a little bit and, you know, kind of flirting about showing her tits and stuff. But I was hoping for a little bit more. You were hoping for more. You wanted to. A little bit more okay. Right there, so yeah. if you were next, okay. If you're with Crystal and the kids and you're sitting right behind that guy, well, what do you do? Oh boy. Um, cause you're what? Weird and I'm probably pretty angry. Um, yeah. You know, my perspective is I got a, a, a link from Eric Zane about something wild that we're going to talk about. So that's why I was let down. Now you put me into that <laughs> box with my family and okay, that's a different perspective altogether. Yeah. Now I'm probably pissed off and I'm, I'm probably not waking, waiting for a peak or a crescendo at that point. Yeah. Can you, that would be so awkward, man. You, your kids would remember that forever. What's worse, that or sitting at a ball game with Kyler? Mm, that's a tough one. Yeah, because both things you don't want your kids to witness. Um, I would say, oh boy, I think I it's a toss up because Ky Kyler's the fucking worst. It's like hear no evil, see no evil. You're either hearing the evil out of Kyle or you're seeing the evil out of the, the lab dance. Yeah, both are equally disturbing. I think, and 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 you know, and they're um, it's just two different things, but it's still it's it's different, but the same. God, yeah, I I I think um, probably the lap dance, but it's it's close. Kyler's the yep. worst, man. Jesus. Yep. All right, moving on. Guy who changes the name of his son, of his adopted son, 
so that the other one can have the uh, 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 legacy name. This is so cringeworthy. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh. What do you... And you take it, and I'm not adopted, but I got to believe that if you're an adopted kid, there's something in you, you know, you kind of feel like, I feel weird about saying this out loud, but you kind of feel like I was, I, I wasn't wanted at some point in my life. I wasn't wanted and somebody else had to come along to want me. My, my birth, my birth parents didn't want me. And now your new family gives you a name and then seven years later, they're going to take it back. Oh. I mean, I that's a scar that heals. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I, uh. I didn't even consider the fact of the initial um, abandoning of the birth parent of the of the Vietnamese kid. He's got to th- profound, doesn't it? It's yeah. Be profound. As the uh, as the kid grows up, he might have a and it, it and that might not affect him. Like we were talking about Kyler. Kyler was adopted, and and I don't know. I mean, uh, he you know that's that's a that's a very real thing. Maybe when they become adults. Um, that, that they may have a problem with that. I guess it's a crapshoot. Anything could happen, but then you're right. It's like doubling down on the rejection. Right. So then, you know, you read further into it and, and the kid, so, and then my opinion changes slightly, like you get deeper into it and this kid, he likes to go by his birth name anyway. You know, it's almost like one of those situations, um, you know, like your brother-in-law where they use the middle name, but he's got a different first name, you know? So if that's the case and they're not actually calling them August or whatever, like, does, does your opinion change? Does it make it okay? I don't know, man. It's like, you, as parents, you are really picking a side there. Right. You're picking a side, and I don't know that you can ever talk them out of later in life. No, no, no. We love both of you. I don't know if you can ever have that stance anymore. Yeah. Kenny wrote Devil's Advocate. He didn't like the name enough to use it. Right. When I, and, and that's true. Right now. Right now. However... I think as they age, if, you know, something could trigger something that could lead to that, uh, uh, exactly what you said, exactly what you said. I would be, and, and not only that, not only that, but the whole idiocy of this fucking moron publicizing it. Right. Am I the asshole? He posted it, right? Yes. Yeah, that's dumb. But like, okay, so if you're, if you're the adopted kid, you're seven years older than your sibling or whatever. And later in life, obviously, there's going to be moments where you don't get along. I mean, do you throw that back in his face? Like, I had your name, and I didn't oh. want it, so they had to have you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Could go both ways. You're not kidding, man. That is screwed up. Um, all right. Anything else going on in your brain that you want to talk about? Oh, a ton is going on, but I mean, resonating anything is tough. Like, uh, it's just, uh, nothing is, nothing has come to the surface right now. I was talking with Joe Martinez, uh, from A and E heating and cooling earlier. And, uh, we both agreed that, um, the situation at the Southern border would be taken care of if they would just let everybody in. And we, we think that that's what they should do. Let everybody in, huh? Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, did, I mean, are they a burden to us then? I mean, are we, are we taking care of them? No, no. I think the idea would be you come in and take all the shitty jobs that no one wants to do. Um, I'm okay with that. I, I'm I'm good with uh, with competition in the in the workplace, and I feel like it'll make other employees better if they feel like they got to try harder. There's a whole bunch of not trying very hard going on out there. How's your uh, search for new employees? I know you were hiring. It's terrible. It's terrible. It. Um, you know, we'll pick up one here or there, but I feel like all we're getting is like temporary solutions. Guys that like, uh, um, you know, don't maybe they have a full-time job. They're going back to at some point. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough market out there. And you know, right now, springtime, all the construction companies are hiring, everybody's busy, you know, so anybody that's got any type of ambition at all is probably already found something. So you got to get someone that, you know, maybe wasn't w- w- looking very hard. You know, we scheduled so many interviews and uh, we have a, like a pool that goes, if they're going to show up or not, just to show up to the interview. You know, so we say, hey, they say, hey, you know, I'm interested in the job. Great. What's your skill set? Hey, can you come for an interview? And then it's a crapshoot. We stand by the window in the front trying to figure out if they're going to show up or not. That's... I mean, talk about having no ambition and really no respect for somebody's time. Yeah. You know, why waste my time on that? Um, has Now, how long have you been a business owner? How many years? Um, 22. Well, longer than that if you go back to the body shop days. But yeah. Just paint, okay. I'm so, 22 years. Is that Has it always been like this? No. 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 It's worse than it has been. I mean, you, you, you're always going to have your cross-sections of society as far as less ambition than others and, uh, um, you know, maybe not a, a clear path to what they want to do in the future. I think you're always going to have that. I just feel like it's, it's, it's glaring right now. I feel like there's a, a bigger separation. Wow. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, it, you got a full schedule of uh, activities. People are still uh, are packing the place at TC Paintball this weekend, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. For sure. Yep. We got a busy Saturday. Um, we got a relatively busy Sunday, but, uh, I mean, it's mother's day. So there's a lot of people that have, they're tied up with that type of thing, including myself. We're going to be doing, uh, uh, stuff with the family on Sunday and probably a little bit on Saturday as well. In fact, today I'm going to go down to our, um, our little, you know, our summer cottage spot down at Sandy Pines and, yeah. and do a little work. So yeah, it's uh it's nice outside. So I'm trying to enjoy it a little bit. Nice. Maybe you'll see Kevin Kuypers. Have you ever seen Kevin Kuypers over there? No, is, is he a spot down there? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, I'll definitely run into him then. I mean, that place is big, but then all of the like the common areas, you see everybody there. Like when you go get ice cream or you go to a beach or you, you go here, or you go there. You know, so I'll definitely run into him if he spends any type of time down there. All right. Uh, when I hang out with you, turn on the live stream. I'm going to play the Brian Johnson Hoover Upright uh, vacuum commercial. I am going to sing along loud and out of key. All right. I'll talk to you. Thank you very much. Bye. Rick TC Paintball, love him. Yeah, it was uh it was great. I'll I'll link up Stern with um Brian Johnson. And then uh let's see here, where is it? There. That's a beautiful mover. The new hot power compact from Hoover. It's a beautiful mover. The new compact does more than beat. It also cleans, it also sweeps, and brushes right to the edge. Right to the edge. Changing a bag is easy as ABC. The new high power compact from Hoover. It's a beautiful mover. <laughs> How fucked up is that? Heavy metal Hoover upright commercial. Brian Johnson, right after he met with ACDC about auditioning and auditioned, uh, he he went over to a studio to record this. The new high power compact from Hoover. It's a beautiful mover. The new compact does more than beat. It does more than beat? It also cleans. It also sweeps. Yeah, that doesn't make that doesn't work. More than beat. It also cleans. It also sweeps and brushes right to the edge. Right to the edge. Changing a bag is easy as 
Changing a bag as easy as one, two, three. ABC. ABC is ABC. The new high power compact mover. It's a beautiful mover. The new high power compact from Hoover. It's a beautiful mover. <laughs> Kyle Ryan says, now play Jim Brewer Hokey Pokey. I was just watching that the other day. Ooh. It's looking like a hokey fucking crowd. Seeing AZDZ. Go see him. The guys are 50 years old. Yeah, Larry. This is 20 years old, by the you way. You need like a little, just like a. T -t 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 -t. Yeah. ACDC, first of all, the guys are like 50. And none of them are above, above like three feet high. <laughs> Angus Young, we're out of hell. <laughs> but the best is Brian Johnson, he comes out. <laughs> they can take any song, they all sound the same. It's always the same concert, but it rocks. They can take the hokey pokey and tear it up. I gotta come out like. He's got it down with that walk. It's the walk. Ooh, put your left foot out. And he's combining Brian Johnson and Angus Young. He's doing both characters at the same time. Put your left foot in. Can you shake it? Shake it. Shake it.
is fantastic. Thank you for the suggestion. All right. Kenny says it's so perfect. So right. I love that. I love that. Very, very cool. All right. I am, uh, I'm wrapping up this show. Where is my asshole of the day sign? Uh, The last time we met was Wednesday, and Trump was the asshole of the day. Ooh! Your wife makes you crazy? Your boss, you want to kick him in the nuts? Uh, Before I wrap this up, though, if um, you have, like, a business and you want um, incredible amount of advertising for not that much money as usual over deliver under price that's how i do it that's like my mantra oh someone's getting fussy too uh reach out to me eric at ericsancho.com hang on Thank you, Berlin Raceway. Mother's Day weekend racing at Berlin. Moms get in free. BerlinRaceway.com. Kent County Health Department. Love them. Uh, If you need info about the WIC program, call Kent County Health Department, 616-632-7200. Buy a t-shirt at ericsaintshow.com. Buy a car at Sarah Honda Granville, S-E-R-R-A, sarahondagranville.com for a brand new Honda vehicle. You can drive off today in a certified pre-owned car at Sarah Honda Granville. Okay, where am I here? Fuzzy Puppy Potato is what she's known as. Oh my God! Look at all this skin. Here, wanna wanna talk? Uh huh. Tell him what's up. Tell him. Come on. No. Okay. Uh, who's your asshole of the day? Well, it's got to be that um, uh, that lady, right? Well, there's a lot of assholes of the day. It could be the dad who took away the name of the kid, but um. Uh, mom, author, murder bitch. Sorry, I can barely read what I wrote, but, um, congrats to you. Oh, you've won the asshole of the, of the day. Mom, author, murder bitch is your TC paintball. Asshole of the day. Congratulations to you. 
Uh, IMKO shows the uh, bitmoji of Daisy. That is so sweet. I miss Daisy so much. Uh, folks, thank you. Thank you for being here. I mean, it's uh, fantastic to have you as part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. And, uh, yeah, hey, take care of yourselves. I'll be having the uh, Patreon bonus podcast in mere moments. Well, in a little while. Let's raid a random gamer and make fun of him again, says Tyler. All right, hang on. Give me a second. I can do that. You know, I can't. This dog's going crazy. Have a good one. See ya.